Rosh Hashanah is known as the Jewish New Year. They celebrate, they actually celebrate a couple New Years. They have their civil New Year, their religious New Year, but this is considered their New Year, their New Year's celebration. Um, but in the Bible, it's known as the Feast of Trumpets. And um, if you've been coming here all year, you know we've been celebrating uh, the appointed times, the biblical feasts and festivals, because we're learning that God, he's a God of timing. He has order, and he has set time, and he has set aside these feasts and celebrations for us to learn and to remember who he is, what he has done, and what he is going to do. So just to recap a little bit of what we've already celebrated this year, there are two sets of holidays or holy days. Um, there are the feasts that are in the spring, and then there are the feasts that are in the fall. And so we've already celebrated the spring feasts. This year we had a Purim service. Now Purim is not an appointed time. It's not a biblical feast, but it is in the Bible, um, and it commemorates the story of Esther and Esther saving her people. So we had a fun and noisy Purim celebration. But then the spring feasts, the holy days, we celebrated Passover, and Passover is uh, the night that uh, Jesus was crucified. It's the same night that all of the lambs would be uh, sacrificed in the temple. It's the same day that Jesus died. We celebrated the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of First Fruits, which is Easter. Jesus rose from the dead on the Feast of First Fruits, fulfilling that feast. And then 50 days later, is the Feast of Shavat or Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came to the believers, came to the disciples. And so we celebrated all of those feasts in the springtime. And all of those feasts were um, fulfilled with Jesus' first coming, right? We can look back and see how God ordered these feasts and how they were celebrated all pointed to the Messiah and the Savior of the world, Jesus. And so now we're in fall, it's officially fall, and we are looking at the fall feasts. There are three, they're considered the high holy days. They are the most important Jewish holy days. But these have not yet been fulfilled. These three holy days will be fulfilled with Jesus' second coming. And did you know there are twice as many prophecies in the Bible about Jesus' second coming as there are his first coming? So if he came one time, you better believe he's coming again. <laughs> and we better be ready. So if we can look at the spring feast and see, okay, this is, I mean, it's so easy to see. This is what he fulfilled. This is how he do, did it. Then we better know these fall feasts because if he's coming, I want to know and I want to be ready. And so today is the, uh, today officially is tonight at sundown is Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets. And it's celebrated for 24 hours from sunset to sunset. It's considered the Jewish New Year. And from the Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah, there are 10 days of awe and repentance and reverence for God leading up to 
Now it's called Yom Kippur, but in the Bible, it was the Day of Atonement, the high holy day when the priest, the high priest, would enter the Holy of Holies. He could only enter it one day a year, and he would offer a sacrifice to atone for the people's sins. It's a very special day. And then following Yom Kippur is the Feast of Booths, or the Feast of Tabernacles. And it's seven days where the people would celebrate the gathering of the harvest. And they would remember God's provision for the Israelites after they left Egypt, and they would dwell in booths. And so we're going to be celebrating all these coming up. Today we're celebrating Rosh Hashanah. We're going to have a Yom Kippur service, um, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. We're going to celebrate these. We're going to learn about them. Now, we're not going to live in tents here in the church for the Feast of Tabernacles, but we will have some take-home <laughs> things for you. And I encourage you to celebrate these, to learn about them. My family last year, we actually built a little, they're called a Sukkot. We built one in our dining room, and we had our meals in there um, every night for seven days. And it's a reminder of what God did. And God wants us to remember. And what better way to remember than to um, appeal to all of our senses, right? That's how we teach kids. We teach them to remember through repetition, through using their senses, smells, taste, touch, sight. And that's what God wants us to do with these feasts. A lot of people think, oh, well, they're Old Testament. doesn't matter anymore. God doesn't command us to celebrate them. We don't have to celebrate them, but we get to celebrate them, right? What an opportunity, again, to remember what God has done and to look forward to what he's going to do. We say no one knows when Jesus is gonna, going to return. We don't, but we have clues, and we can follow the clues and know at least, I, you know, I'm pretty sure he's going to come back in the fall. Because that's when the fall feasts are, <laughs> right? And he's going to fulfill those. And so I, I want to know, and I'm going to share these um, with you today. We're going to look at the Feast of Trumpets and why the Feast of Trumpets is celebrated and, and what does it mean. So the Feast of Trumpets, it says in Leviticus, in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, it will be for you a Sabbath, a trumpet blast memorial a sacred assembly. That's the Feast of Trumpets. That's all it says. Now, every other feast has chapters <laughs> about what the people are celebrating, why they're celebrating it, how they're supposed to celebrate it. The Feast of Trumpets does not. There's this one verse. In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, it'll be a Sabbath, blow a trumpet. That's it. <laughs> Why? What are we memori memorializing? That's a tough word to say. What are we memorializing? What are we remembering? Why are we blowing the trumpet? It doesn't say. But tradition, Jewish tradition, has explained ten remembrances, ten things that they remember every year for the Feast of Trumpets. Now, on the Feast of Trumpets, the shofar... It's a, the trumpet, is blown 100 times throughout the day. Again, why? <laughs> we don't know. God doesn't share that. But we do know throughout Scripture, we do know what the trumpet or the shofar was used for. And so 
um, tradition, they have come up with these 10 reasons to blow the shofar or 10 things that we remember on the Feast of Trumpets. So we're going to go through those 10 today. And the first one is coronation. The shofar was always sounded for the coronation of a king. And so when we hear the shofar, we think of our king, right? Jesus, the king. Now, the Feast of Trumpets of Rosh Hashanah, as I said, is the new year. They celebrate new year. But it's also believed that God created the world in the fall. I don't know how they know that. It's just, it's tradition. But they believe that in the fall around this time is when God created the earth. And so they are celebrating God, the creator king, what he has done. With trumpets and the sound of the shofar, make a joyful noise before the Lord, the king. God is our king. And we look forward to a day when Jesus will return, the king of kings is going to return. In Daniel chapter 7, it says, As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon, upon thousands attended him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. Then I continued to watch because of the boastful words of the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body destroyed and thrown into the blazing fire. In my vision at night, I looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Talk about a celebration. You know, it, it makes me think, you know, we just, um, in England, the queen just passed. Did anyone watch the funeral? You know, just thousands of people lining the streets to see her casket. That's not a coronation. That's like she's gone. I don't know what the coronation will be, you know, be like for the new king, but I'm sure it's going to be big. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fanfare, right? A new uh, a new king in, what, 70 years? It's going to be a big deal. Imagine when the king of kings returns and all heaven and all of earth bows down and worships him. You better believe the trumpets are going to be blowing. <laughs> so the shofar reminds us of the coronation of the king. The second thing the shofar reminds us of is Repentance. Rosh Hashanah marks the 10-day countdown to Yom Kippur, which is Judgment Day. The day where God judges good from evil. They believe, Jewish tradition believes that the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the gates of heaven are open. And they believed, again, this is tradition, 
that on Rosh Hashanah, the gates of heaven are open and the heavenly courts are judging. And then on Yom Kippur, the gates are closed. And within that time, your name is either written in the book of, the, in the book of life or not. That's their tradition. And so for us as Christians, we know that if we believe in Jesus, our name is in the book of life, right? We know that. But it is still a time of repentance and reverence to check our hearts. In Revelation 11, uh, verse 15, I'm going to read to you. Revelation, it talks about seven trumpets. There are seven trumpets that are going to um, sound in the end times. And the seventh one, it says, The seventh angel sounded his trumpet. There were loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who were seated on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, we give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations were angry and your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets, and your saints and those who reverence your name, both small and great, and for destroying those who destroy the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and within his temple was seen the ark of his covenant. And there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and a great hailstorm. Jesus is coming back, and he will judge us, all, the whole world. We may be ready, but is the rest of the world ready? Is our family ready? This is a wake-up call. It is a time of repentance not only for us, but to remind others, to remind others to repent. Jesus is coming back, and he will judge. Are we ready? The third remembrance during this time is Mount Sinai. When the Israelites left Egypt, God led them to Mount Sinai, where he gave them the law, and he gave them the Ten Commandments, and made a covenant with his people. And the sound of a shofar accompanied the giving of the Torah. It says, on the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder. Moses spoke and the voice of God answered him. So when God's presence was there on the mountain, there was the sound of the trumpet, the sound of the shofar. So again, when we hear that trumpet blast, we remember God's covenant and his law. We know that Jesus came to fulfill the law, but we still remember to obey him, right? Out of our love for him, we obey him, we follow him, we follow his commands, the fourth thing that we remember is a warning. The shofar was always blown as a warning. A watchman would blow the shofar when danger was approaching. So Ezekiel talks about this. He compares the words of the prophets to a shofar. He says, then if anyone hears the trumpet but does not heed the warning and the sword comes and takes their life, their blood will be on their own head. 
since they heard the sound of the trumpet but did not heed the warning. The blood will be on their own head. If they had heeded the warning, they would have saved themselves. So the shofar would be blown if an enemy was coming to attack. The watchmen would see and blow the trumpet. It's like a fire alarm. It's an alarm. Someone's coming. And Ezekiel was comparing that to the prophets. God speaks through the prophets. They give a warning of what was to come. They were warning Israel that Assyria is coming. Babylon is coming. The enemy is coming. And if you don't listen, that's your fault. Well, that's what we can still remember now. We are to be the watchmen. We are to blow the trumpet. Jesus is coming. Are you ready? Are you blowing your trumpet? Are you telling people that Jesus is coming? Have you ever been in a store or a place where the fire alarm goes off and everyone just kind of stands around and is like, are we supposed to, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to go? Has that ever happened to you? You're like in a store and it's like no one does anything. <laughs> and it's probably just a drill. I'm going to keep going and do my grocery shopping, <laughs> right? It's like we've just become, I don't know, numb to it. We ignore it. Like, it doesn't panic us anymore. An alarm sounds, and we're like, eh, someone will get it. I'll be fine. We need to sound the alarm. The sound of an alarm should alert us, scare us into doing something, running, getting out. That's what God is saying with the shofar. We are to be the alarm in the world. Jesus is coming. Get ready. But we've become numb to it, right? We've been waiting how long for him to come back. It's coming, right? We see the signs. We see the warning signs. We need to share that. We need to blow the trumpet. The fifth thing we remember is the temple. The shofar was blown, as I said, as a warning when an enemy was coming to attack. But the shofar was also blown during a siege or during an attack. So the prophets invoke the battle cry of the impending destruction of the temple. The temple was destroyed. In Jeremiah, he says, For I have heard the sound of the trumpet. I have heard the battle cry. Disaster follows disaster. The whole land lies in ruins. In an instant, my tents are destroyed. My shelter in a moment. How long must I see the battle standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? The temple was destroyed. Israel was destroyed. And so the Jewish people, they remember that. They remember the temple, but they look forward to the rebuilding of the temple. And we know in the last days, the temple will be rebuilt. Did you know that there is a, um, a group, I, I don't know what they, a, a group, I don't know what to call them, <laughs> that they have everything built and ready for the new temple like all of the furniture, everything is ready to go as soon as they get the word that they can rebuild the temple. That's how close we are to this, to Jesus' return. They're ready to go. They're ready to have the temple as soon as they get the word, as soon as they are able to. We're looking forward. We know that that's a sign. The rebuilding of the temple is Jesus is near. He is coming. The sixth thing we remember on this day, on Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, is the binding of Isaac. I'm not going to tell the whole story. Um, we're actually, tonight we are celebrating Rosh Hashanah. Um, if you have not registered, you can still register. Please register, so I have enough <laughs> of everything. But tonight we're going to read the story of the binding of Isaac, when Abraham took his son Isaac to sacrifice him to the Lord. 
And God placed a ram in Isaac's place. He gave a ram for the sacrifice. It says, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. A shofar is made from a ram's horn. I should have brought one out with me today. But a shofar is made from a ram's horn. It reminds us of this story that God offered the the sacrifice instead of Isaac. In the same way, God offered the sacrifice for sin, Jesus, in our place. So when we hear the shofar, we remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, that he sacrificed himself. The seventh thing we remember is fear. Is a trumpet blown in a city and the people are not afraid? Again, the shofar meant attack. Someone's coming. For us, the sound of the shofar reminds us to fear the Lord. He's coming. And he's coming to judge. I think we have, you know, we went, the church went, the church seems to swing on this pendulum And we always seem to go too far one way. And it's like for a while things were all, you know, fire, hell, brimstone. And so people were like, oh, no, 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 that scares people. We're going to swing this way. And now it's so focused on God's love. And he loves us. He does love us. But we forget about the part that he's going to judge us. Right? Like that's going to (laughs) happen. God loves us. Absolutely. And he shows us mercy. And he shows us grace. To keep us from the judgment, (laughs) right? That's still going to happen. And it says in Exodus, you know, we just read when the people went to Mount Sinai and they heard the trumpet and they saw the lightning, they trembled. Moses was like, we're going to go to the mountain and talk to God. And they were like, nope, we're good. You go. Because they were afraid. Do we have a healthy fear of the Lord? Now it's, you know, well, Jesus lives in my heart. It's, it's like so watered down. He just lives in my heart. He's always with me. He loves me. Yeah, he does. But we also need to fear the Lord. If his spirit is inside of you, then are you living in a way that represents him? Are you living in a way that God is with you? He sees you. He knows what you're doing, right? Are we living with a healthy fear of God, his power, So the shofar reminds us to have that fear. The eighth thing that it reminds us of is judgment. The day of the shofar is a day of wrath, darkness, gloom, and alarm. Jesus is coming. Zephaniah says the great day of the Lord is near, near and coming quickly. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of trouble and ruin, a day of darkness. And this is just really nice. Stuff. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the corner towers. I will bring such distress on all people. This is not fun stuff to hear, right? This isn't why I go to church. I come to, you know, feel better about myself and hear that Jesus loves me and accepts me, and then I go on my way feeling happy. Jesus rewards us. Yeah, those things are true, 
But this is also true, and sometimes we need to remember, and that's what this day is. Sometimes we need a wake-up call, right, an alarm to remember, oh, yeah, Jesus is coming back. I better get on that. I better be ready. I better make sure the people around me are ready. The next thing we remember is the ingathering of Israel. The shofar reminds us that God will gather dispersed Israel. They will finally recognize Jesus as their Messiah. It says in Isaiah, And it will be on that day when a great shofar will be blown. The perishing in the land of Assyria and the exiles in the land of Egypt will come, and they will worship before the Lord on the holy mountain in Jerusalem. I'm really excited to hear this shofar. I hope, I get, I hope it's in my lifetime. I just want to hear it. Well, either way, I guess I'll hear it, be in heaven and hear it. But, I mean, that just excites me. Can you, can you imagine just the sound, the sound of God, the sound of Jesus returning? The last thing is the resurrection. When the final shofar is blown, the dead will rise and see and hear again. The trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. The shofar reminds us of Jesus' resurrection, but it reminds us of our resurrection in him. That we will live with him forever. How exciting. The sound of the Messiah's shofar will announce his arrival. It will be the inauguration of his kingdom and his coronation. The world will repent and the Messiah will bring a fresh revelation of God to the world. He will rebuild the holy temple and gather the exiles of Israel. Then the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised. Exciting things happen when the shofar is blown. <laughs> and so we remember these ten things. Today, Rosh Hashanah, it is a day of remembrance. Like I said, the Feast of Trumpets, it just says, blow the shofar to remember. That's all it says. But it's a memorial of what is to come. It's not a memorial of what has happened. We remember what's going to happen. And we prepare ourselves. The word remember in Hebrew is zakar. And when we read it throughout scripture, we read, you know, God remembered Noah in the ark. Or we read that God remembered Sarah and gave her a baby. God remembered Rachel. God remembered Hannah. And I remember reading that and being like, does God forget about us? <laughs> Why does he need to remember us? What does that mean? Well, of course God doesn't forget. This term remember Zakar in Hebrew has a very different meaning than our English word for remember. When we think of remember, we think like we forgot it. But remember really means to, to bring it to mind at the right time. When God remembered Noah, it was, it was the right time for Noah to come out of the ark. When God remembered Sarah, it was the right time for her to have Isaac. When God remembers, it is his time. And so on this day of remembrance, we look forward to his timing. 
the right time when he will return. He has it planned. No one knows the day, but we can look. We can look for the clues and know it's coming soon, right? God is a God of timing. And so Rosh Hashanah is like an alarm clock every year for us to remember, wake up. Now, I'm the type of person, I used to be a morning person and could get up, like, even before my alarm clock. Today, I had three alarms. I woke up, I think, a little bit after the third one. <laughs> like this, I don't know what's happened. I'm tired. And I have to set three alarms. Not even just hit the snooze. I have to set them so that I, okay, first alarm. Somehow, I just turn them off, and I don't even realize it. We don't get three alarms <laughs> when Jesus is coming back. He's coming. And so this day is like an alarm clock for us. Wake up. Wake up. Jesus is coming. Are you warning the people around you? Are you ready? Are you ready? And then get the people around you ready. It's like on an airplane, right? You get yourself ready, and then you get the people around you ready. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Wake up. Jesus is coming. And we ask God to remember us on the day of judgment, right? Remember his covenant with us through Jesus. And so we, why do we celebrate this day? To be prepared, to remember what God has done, to remember that he has sent his son, and to be prepared and to share that with the world. So, Again, tonight we're celebrating. If you're able to come, make sure you register. I need, it's going to be fun, but I need to make sure I have a lot, enough stuff. <laughs> and then um, these next 10 days are days of remembrance, days of awe. Spend time with God. Examine your hearts. Examine this past year. Look back. Do I have regrets? Do I have things that I need to make right? And look forward to the new year. And in uh, 10 days, on October 5th, we will be celebrating Yom Kippur. Now, we're not, you know, again, we're not sacrificing anything. It's not, <laughs> it's not the way that they celebrated in the Old Testament. But we're going to remember what God has done for us, what Jesus did for us, how he took the atonement for our sins.